Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. Nothing going on the pitching front to this point. So I guess to put a bow on this conversation, anything else you're monitoring or care a lot about Nats-wise in the days ahead? Yeah, we can discuss it a little further on maybe some later pods, especially during spring training. But what do you think the chances are one of these top prospects makes the opening day roster? Is it something that's not really on your radar? Or is it something that, I mean, if one of these guys tears the cover off the ball in spring training, do you just go ahead and give them a spot? I don't see any of their guys as being ready. Um, Let's think here. Cruz, that would be pretty stunning, right? Barely played in double A and struggled for the record in double A. I'm not worried about that at all. But I think he starts the season in double A. James Wood, I would have said based on last year, you know, could have finished in triple A just in terms of where he's played in the minor leagues and the success he's had from a power standpoint you know, with a great spring could be deemed ready, but the strikeout issues at the end of last season were a legit problem, right? I mean, he was striking out last year, like 40% of the time. So there's a swing adjustment, hopefully that's going on as we speak this off season and, you know, some, maybe some pitch recognition things. I know he's working hard on and grinding through, but I would say he'll need time in AAA uh, at the beginning of the year. I'd imagine he'd start in AAA unless they, they finally want to put him and Cruz just together to start climbing and getting to know each other better. And then you could start them both at double A uh, and, and would, would kind of repeat where he'd been for so long. Um, Brady House finished in double A, obviously. You know, he's only 20. Wouldn't really make sense for him to be at the major league level. I mean, let, let's face it, too. The only reason you would have one of these guys break camp at this point is if you think they're a true rookie of the year candidate so that you could get that extra draft pick and because the team is going to be bad. So, like, you're just mistiming their clock, essentially, a little bit with where you are in your build. Like, this is a wasted build season anyway in terms of burning a year with one of these players. So, if you're doing that, you better get a first-round pick for it. And I don't know that they have a player that they think, if they got him to the big leagues on opening day, could be a rookie-of-the-year caliber player this year. Not to say that when Cruz is a rookie or Wood's a rookie, that won't be them. I just don't think they'd be ready in April to thrive at the major league level. Um, so long-winded way of saying, no, I don't think any of those guys cracked the roster. I mean, I'm hoping Cavalli's healthy enough that maybe, you know, there's a, a chance for him, but I haven't heard an update. I, that's probably unrealistic. You know, he probably in his rebuild and rehab will need a bunch, you know, some minor league starts and some, a bunch of innings and things after camp. But that would be the only guy who's still prospect eligible that I could see maybe that wouldn't shock me if they were in the the big league roster on opening day. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. I think when you look at these guys, they're definitely going to be great, but I think there's still some seasoning they need to do in the minor leagues. I think they're, they're well on their way. And it might be something like you said, May, June, July, you're looking at, you know, an outfield where you've got Cruz and wood at nationals park. And maybe you're right there on the precipice of bringing Brady house too. who knows, but I don't think they're quite ready for opening day. And two, We'd be a little remiss if we didn't mention that the Nationals got royally screwed in the MLB draft lottery. I know you're a big fan of that. Oh, God. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, we'll do that in a second. Real quick, because I was just thinking about it there after my answer. We should point out, like, I was thinking about the, the big bats at the top of their system. But there are actually some guys, like, now that I think about it, I don't know if you know, he was in the majors, so it's not maybe a surprise. But, like, what if, I mean, J Jackson Rutledge could make the, the major league rotation yeah. out yeah. of camp. You know, he's technically still a prospect. I think he's ranked. 12th or 13th via MLB pipeline. Um, DJ Hers, who had a really good Arizona Fall League. I could see him making the, the big league team. You know, maybe out of the, the pen if they wanted to do that. They want him to start, I'm sure. But it'd be a little more surprising for him to be their fifth starter or something. But, like, I could see him really early. Uh, maybe Cole Henry out of the bullpen could make the big league roster. So, like, some of those types of guys, those pitchers that are a little further along, um, you know, I I'm interested to see what happens with Drew Millis. You know, I just mentioned, you know, Adams is still around, but like Millis is major league ready, still a prospect. So that tier of guys, a little outside of their top of the system, uh, I could definitely see making some noise in the spring. As for the draft lottery, I hate it so much. Uh, I think it's terrible. Um, basically, you know, you're dictating to teams on how they can and can't rebuild. And I just think that's ludicrous. This worked for the Cubs and the Astros and the Orioles and so many other teams to be bad by design. The worst thing you can be in sports is to be average or mediocre. So you're either great or be bad as a means to an end to, to get good again. And you take teams like the Nationals and penalize them in this rebuild where now last year they picked second and this year they couldn't pick you know, in the top nine and, and almost decidedly before the, the lottery had, knew they had the 10th pick. But what you're talking about even more so is that uh, we found out that they actually won the lottery, like they hit the jackpot, so to speak, and everything came up Nats in a world where there was no rule, even if they were supposed, and I don't remember the record, but maybe they were supposed to like the seventh best, sixth best record, worst record or something in terms of chances to get the number one pick. They actually pulled the card for the number one pick in the lottery. They weren't able to get it because they weren't eligible and they got the 10th pick. They had to redo it. So, just a stupid system that annoys me to no end. I had a player text me after I tweeted how much I hate the draft lottery. It was like a, a super plugged in smart guy in, in major league baseball who plays. And, you know, he was like, well, why, you know, he, it, the player perspective on this is not enough teams were trying, you know, teams were all rebuilding. Uh, you have to entice teams to spend because otherwise they just don't. And I understand why the players association wanted that. I'd rather have a salary cap floor Tobe. Like yeah. make teams spend fine. Don't penalize small and mid market teams. Don't penalize rebuilding teams in the draft. It's ridiculous that the A's can be terrible every single year. I know no one's feeling bad for the A's ownership right now, but th that fan base, you know, is going to lose them anyway. But they're watching this dog awful team, this dog water team every year, mm -hmm. and then they pick fifth, sixth, seventh. You know, like they never get the first or second pick. It's crazy. So that's my that's my soapbox. Well, and I mean. How bad is the timing for the Nationals, right? <clears throat> they win the World Series in 2019 and don't get to parade it for a year, right? Because of the COVID season in 2020. And then the Nationals go into their rebuild again. I mean, think back to when the Nationals had back-to-back -back number one picks, right? You end up with Strasburg and Harper. And that completely changed the tra trajectory of the franchise. Think about what they could have had. They could have had the number two pick in this past year's draft in Dylan Cruz and had the number one overall pick. But no, it's right now that they decide to implement the draft lottery. So the Nationals, who would have been drafting first overall, and if that didn't even work, I saw that they even won the second overall pick in the draft. So <laughs> uh, they would have either been picking one or two, but now because they implement it, 
right in the middle of the Nats rebuild, they're picking 10th. So it's just bad luck for the Nationals. Luckily, they got a guy in Dylan Cruz last year who's a stud, and hopefully they can get someone this year at the 10th pick who's also a stud. But, man, the timing for the Nats on some of these things, it's just, it's just brutal. Yeah, by the way, it looks like, as of right now, the top of the draft board this year is super college-heavy. Like, almost all of the best players as ranked right now and, you know, whatever mock you'd be looking at or whatever are uh, are college players. So just something interesting um, to keep an eye on, which which is only to say that, you know, the Nationals probably would have gotten a guy that would move quickly and would time up well, right, mm-hmm. with, like, Cruz and Wood and – so it, it is. It's it's frustrating. Uh, as news breaks over the course of the offseason, as important things are happening, we will be here for you on Boston Loose Baseball. Shout at, as I like to say, Pat McAfee uh, style to our producer, Darius Dameron, for his hard work and all of you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Toby Altizer. I'm Grant Paulson saying so long for Boston Loose Baseball. <laughs>